Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Lauren Golden. She loves helping mamas free themselves from the nine-to-five grind. And she launched the Free Mama Movement to show working moms that they don't have to choose between family and financial stability. Heck to the yes. For every single person who's ever been like, but I don't have any time to grow my business or implement this new strategy or see success or it's going to take me forever or whatever, whatever, whatever. This episode is for you. Uh, Lauren is busting myths, knocking excuses out the window and giving you action steps on how to better utilize the time that you do have in your day, regardless of kids, life, full-time job, business, hobbies, passions, whatever. So you can make amazing stuff happen in your business. So bust out your notebook and give this one a listen. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the show. Hey, girls. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We are really excited to have you. This episode is being recorded in a timely fashion. You guys are going to listen to it in obviously your own time and space of when this actually airs. But this morning, I did a Facebook Live kind of biz rant. It's one of my favorite things to do when I just like get on live and kind of yell at our audience for just like stupid shit that they're like letting be in their lives and hold themselves back and all that stuff. And I've talked about this often. And so you guys can go back and listen to my rant if you need someone to yell at you. But today we're actually going to provide like tactical strategies on how to work around it. And it's that like, it's what I called it was my, it's the easiest, sexiest excuse for everyone to pull out of their pocket of, I don't have time. I don't have time to grow my business, to learn something new in my business, to implement a new strategy. I don't have time, whether it's a job, kids, dogs, health, whatever. Everyone loves to say that. And so your whole thing is helping people escape that kind of rat race and that just circle of like, don't have time, don't have time to build something that they actually love and that's serving them and their families. So that's what we're going to talk about today. That sounds great to me. Yeah. In fact, I would even go so far to say that I think busy is a dirty word. Yes. So I say that all the time. And it's almost been glamorized, not just for entrepreneurs, but for people in general. Like you run into a friend and it's like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, things are really busy. Like that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun unless you're doing something you love, right? I don't know. But even then, it really comes down to choices. So you know, we all have the same amount of time in a day. So how is Beyonce able to be Beyonce? And, you know, you're struggling on your couch trying to come up with excuses of why you can't get something done that you want to get done. So we are going to dive into that. I do have some helpful strategies for sure. But it really comes down to choices, I think. Yeah. Well, and I also think that like, especially that gut reaction of like, oh, I'm so busy. I think like, 
we don't even mean it when we're saying it half the time. I think that we have been conditioned to like in everything, but to go down a certain like route of life of working the nine to five and being busy and tired and exhausted. And you better complain about your job because that's what everyone else does. And then you like go to the store and you're exhausted. And as soon as you have kids, you're supposed to be exhausted. There's never this time where you're like, no, I'm actually good. And I've built my life so I could actually enjoy the things in my life. So I really want the, as you guys are listening and you're hearing some of the things today, I bet some of those like gut excuses are going to come up of like, no, but I am really busy or no, but my kids are really needy. Like that can just be a fact and it still can make you appreciate and foster a thing that serves you well, instead of falling into line with everyone complaining about everything. Well, and along that same line, I so remember Emily and I pre-baby in our lives. P.S. She has a baby. I don't have a baby anyway. (laughs) But she's very much in TCC's life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Totally. But I remember when Emily was going through the adoption process, she would tell me all the time, she's like, I know I can't say this because I'm not a mom yet, but I'm just so tired of people blaming their kids for the reason they're not seeing success. And I can't wait until I have a kid and I can tell them all they suck. (laughs) Uh And that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Well, and here's the thing. I always, you know, we do kind of think of life as like those of us who are moms, we think of life as like pre and post children because the reality is it does change your life. And I do remember though, even in my early 20s before I became a mom, thinking I was so busy. It wasn't this thing that just came about when I had children. And the truth is I do do more in a day now as a parent. I do more, but I do things intentionally. I make choices about how I want to spend my time. I make choices about things that I can delegate I think one of the biggest misconceptions, because I'm very much pro like have it all lifestyle. That's it's kind of what I teach moms. I think it is possible to build a career and have a family and have both of those things be really great and successful. I don't think you have to sacrifice one for the other. You're living proof. I'm living proof. There's people doing it, which means it's possible, right? However, I think so many people get caught up in doing things that aren't really serving them. And that's what gets them stuck. So they either are doing things that they feel like they should be doing. Maybe you're doing something because you're a people pleaser. I fell in that category a lot until I had kids. I served on like three boards. I was super involved. People knew like, if we need something done, well, let's just ask Lauren because she'll get it done. What's the quote? Like, if you need something done, ask the busiest person you know, right? So I was totally that person. And it was after I had kids that I made a big shift. But then also my family moved a couple years ago really unexpectedly. I essentially had to start my business over from scratch. That's kind of its own whole story. And it was a really big crossroads in my life when I was faced with, it would have been a heck of a lot easier to go back and get a job than restart a business from scratch. But I had had this taste of kind of the flexibility and freedom of entrepreneurship. And I'm like, I'm going to climb this mountain all over again. I'm not going back and getting a job. So that's what I did with two kids and 12 weeks pregnant with my third growing up, rebuilt a business. So don't talk to me that you're too busy, right? And I made a commitment when we moved here that I was going to say no more. And I think one of the 
easiest ways to get out of your busy complex is to start saying no. And I know that that's really hard for a lot of people, whether you're a people pleaser or, you know, you just, you feel like you should do certain things. You guys missed my air quotes. I had air quotes. You should do certain things, but you have to say no, because the truth is when you say you're too busy, what you're really saying is that's not important to me, the other thing. So you have to start saying yes to the things that you truly value, which means you have to say no to other things. And it could be a not right now, right? It doesn't mean no, never. You will not catch me on the PTA right now at this point in my life because I am like balls to the wall on my business. It doesn't mean I will never go volunteer at my kid's school. It means not right now, right? So I think we, we got to really hone in on what it is you really want. And then I love that you're a straight shooter, Emily, because you have to get rid of those excuses. That That's what they are. And they are excuses. Well, and I found, and and so maybe half of, or part of our audience will feel like they're in this camp. I found it really easy to say no to like stuff in either in business or like, I'll probably never serve on PTA. I'm just not that kind of mom. Like bigger things like that are really easy for me to say no to. I'm honestly a lazy person at heart and I love that. (laughs) And so like for me to say yes to something that's going to take like my creative energy and me showing up to things, like it's got to be really good for me to want to say yes to that. But what I did find I had a hard time saying no to, and I really truly just started saying no to stuff like this Mother's Day weekend actually, was family stuff. Like I love, love, love getting together with family. I love it. We have a really close family, both sides of our family. We do cookouts and dinners like at least once a week. Like things are like happening all the time. Grabbing coffee with my mom, going out to eat, doing weekend stuff, going to games. And we love seeing our friends. But that also means like it fulfills me in that way, but it's a time suck. And it's kind of of a mental drain, especially because I'm an introvert. So I need that time to kind of like refresh. And so it was Mother's Day weekend and my brother was graduating high school and there were like dinners planned and mother's stuff. And it's also my mother's day, like for me and for my mom and like all of this stuff. There were just way too many things happening that weekend where I eventually just had to say no to like stuff that I actually wanted to do, but I knew that my brain needed a break. And so like, maybe you guys can start to look at your stuff like that, where it's, you may sit and trade that going out to dinner with your group of friends or family or whatever, to just sit at home and do nothing. But on some level that doing nothing is serving you for the coming week. Absolutely. You know, especially because my audience is moms, it's really hard to put yourself first. And there's all those, you know, happy wife, happy life and all these things. But the truth is all of us as people, not just moms, as entrepreneurs, as human beings, we give. I truly believe that humans are good and generous by nature. I really do. And we're constantly giving of ourselves. So whether you are serving people in a service-based business or working your butt off on a product or taking care of a parent or a child or a spouse or a friend or whatever it is, we're constantly giving. And you know, I know it's a totally cliche analogy, but if you think of it like a cup and you're constantly pouring out and you are never refilling that cup, you will run dry. Like I repeat it, you may not have felt it, it's coming. If, if it hasn't happened to you yet, it will happen. And so I think those choices that you're talking about, it's not that they're easy and it's not even that they're obvious, but it's important that you take ownership 
for the decisions you're making and you make those important decisions. And it's funny that you bring up Mother's Day. I will just totally out myself as mom of the year here. I told my husband about my birthday is Mother's Day week as well. So I'm kind of in the same boat of like, oh, sweetie. <laughs> it's my, I'm just going to take the whole week. And I told my husband about two weeks before Mother's Day that I was leaving on Mother's Day. And I left for five hours with one of my mom neighbor friends and we went and got pedicures and we had mimosas and we had brunch and we walked around and I did my children for Mother's Day. And I had so many many people that were like, good for you, but I could never do that. And I'm like, why? Why, girl? Why why? could you never do that? Did you lose your car keys? (laughs) Did you forget how to drive? Yes. Call an Uber. Like you literally have no excuse. (laughs) So I think, you know, it's not that these choices are easy. It's not that I don't love my family. I love my family. Every choice I make. It's because you do that you take that time. Exactly. And so I think it's important to have, you know, if I could grant all of, you know, your listeners kind of one gift, I guess it would be, please give yourself the gift of self-awareness. Please be honest with yourself about what you need, what you know, what you need to invest in, what you need to do, and then give yourself that. And again, I know it's not easy. I get that. I mean, I've made investments for my business that I had to put on the credit card and be like, okay, we're going. Let's like, figure, it figure it out. It, yep. Yep, do it and figure it out. And so, yeah, I just, I really want to acknowledge it's, it's not that it's easy, but it, it really is that simple. So quit making it complicated your damn cup. Like <laughs> you have to. Well, and don't wait until you're forced to make those decisions like Abby, where even if she doesn't have kids, like our TCC, like the ability for TCC to stay no came real strong when Penny was born because Abby's brain was broken. <laughs> it was like this like catastrophic, like we need to figure out how to shift stuff in our business because physically she could not keep going like that. Oh, it was way too hard. So I'm curious in how can you take this desire to say no or to put yourself first again for like the first time in your entire life? How can you take that momentum and use it to build a career from home? Because I think so often people are like, okay, I'm cool. Like I'll say no more. But then they give themselves this space and they still have that desire to do what they want to do, but they're just not sure how to take the next step. So how can you help people find some clarity on what is worth saying yes to and how they can pursue that career from home? You could not have positioned me better to answer this question. So I will thank you. I teach something that I call the daily five. So similar to the way I feel about the word busy, I think it's a dirty word and it's overused and it's an excuse, right? I also am not a huge fan of to-do lists in the traditional sense. Don't get me wrong. I am a normal oxygen breathing human being who loves to scratch out something that they accomplish. Like there is a momentary like satisfaction from doing that, right? But here's the thing. How many of you have ever gone back and written something down you've already done just to get that satisfaction? Like that's not really a win. Like I'm not trying to discredit you. Way to go. You got it done. But like I think traditional to-do lists are not serving most entrepreneurs. I really don't. When you're writing down like, wake up. Yeah. Or just (laughs) get out of bed. (laughs) Or even check my emails. Okay, well, great. But is checking emails the income producing activity in your business? 
Maybe. I'll be really honest. In my business, one of the things that has gotten to me to the level of success that I'm at is my accessibility with my clients and prospective clients. They know I'm human. They know I'm accessible. Now, as I have scaled, that has had to change, which I know you guys are aware too. I have team now. I literally can't answer hundreds of emails by myself. So that also goes back to the busy thing, by the way. For a long time, I did try to do it myself. And then I was like, this is not a valuable use of my time. I am now going to outsource, which is a great way to be less busy. But when it comes to to to-do lists, I see so many people messing up because they're focusing their time and attention on the wrong thing. So I, I teach something called the daily five. It can be the daily three. It can be the daily 12. There is no rhyme or reason to the number. I think five is a really approachable number of things to accomplish in a day. But the way that the daily five works, and I do have a worksheet that I would love to give to your listeners, but the way that the daily five works is you do it the night before because I don't want you spending that first time when you sit down to work. You should not be getting organized. It should be go time, especially for moms, right? I have a four-hour workday. I work four hours a day. That's all I've got. If I shuffled papers for 30 minutes, I'm in big trouble. So I always recommend doing it the night before. And you actually prioritize those five things in order. So you have to say, this is the most important, the most momentum gaining activity that I need to get accomplished today. And you put that in the number one spot and then so on. And the key to being successful with the daily five, as opposed to a to-do list, is that you have to go in order. So you do not move on to number two until you accomplish number one. So even if you only get one thing done that entire day, you know that it was the thing that was going to propel your business forward. So it's kind of just a different way of thinking of being more productive and intentional with your time and also avoiding procrastination. Because when I see people with these huge to-do lists, a lot of times they don't know where to start. And so they just look at it. And I don't mean to discredit that because there are probably personality types that need to get the momentum. However, I really suggest that you try to work up to something that is a little more higher level where you're truly scraping away at the stuff that's got to get done. Because what I see is a lot of people avoiding. They're avoiding the hard stuff. They're avoiding the sales conversations. They're avoiding you know, the stuff that pushes them outside their comfort zone. And I just really challenge you to think about that because that's probably the thing you need to be doing the most. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I really want to reassure people listening that like this kind of habit of wanting to go towards the easy things, the fluff stuff, the things that honestly you could do like from your phone while you're pooping, but yet you decide to do it at your desktop because it gives you that level of importance. It's easy to like skirt back to that no matter how far you are into business. I had to do a reality check on this really recently. We switched our email service provider over to Active Campaign and we've talked about this on the podcast. And inside Active Campaign, there's like so much data that you can get. And it's so sexy and it's so fun. And I was finding myself every single day checking active campaign and like clicking around and pulling up numbers and just looking at it. I wasn't doing anything with the data. I was just looking at it because it was fun, but it felt important. I need to know what this funnel is doing. I need to know how this was performing. And so instead of letting myself, like I did that for about like two weeks where I was like, I feel like I'm wasting my time doing this. I created a process and a system and asked myself, okay, what data do I actually need? And if I'm going to pull it, like how am I then going to do something about it? And so just restructuring the stuff that you think has this great importance to something that's going to take five minutes instead of 30 minutes every single day. Exactly. And that, like you said, I totally want to piggyback off of that. This is not a learn it and forget it. Most things in business won't be. And so I just want to kind of use the term again, but that like self-awareness, you have to constantly be checking in with yourself because yes, you can form new habits and that's great. But just because you have a new way of doing something that's working now, as your business changes or as you scale or as you add in a team member or what, or you, you add a new product or a new service, you have to constantly be reevaluating that it's working for you. So I think that's really awesome that you had that. And I've had a similar experience recently where for me, it was more about, I kept going in and trying to figure something out that I'm actually paying someone else to manage for me. And it, it for me, we've done that. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and, and I will say this is right where I'm at in my business right now, where I'm really 
you know, I had built it to this multi six figure level by myself, but like single handedly. And then I started outsourcing and there were certain things that I was really happy to schlep off and it was no big deal. But there's other things now where it's new for my business as my business is growing, it's new and it's really hard for me to let go of those things. And I actually just had a call with my coach's coach, if that makes sense, but earlier this week, and we were talking about that and he was, I mean, and he's like a data guy and I'm very logic. Like I like, I mean, I'm an emotional person in general, but I really like to approach business with my logic side. And so he was giving me data of like, you know, statistically, you're only going to make it to this like financial threshold by yourself. So if you're cool with that and you want to coast, like there's no right or wrong here, people. However, I think you're wanting to surpass that and you got to let the program go. You don't need to know how to use it. And I'm like, but I want to know how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. We've been there like 17 times. I feel like we get that lecture from our people, like with every new thing that we bring on, they're like, remember what I said about this thing? Exactly. (laughs) So, but it goes back to, you know, we are making choices. And so I could continue to make this choice called learn this software and understand it in and out. Or I could use that time to go create new content, to go serve my clients to go, you know what I mean? To do something that's probably going to be a better use of my time. But I have to make that choice and I have to constantly check in with myself. So it's not a one and done. You constantly have to, you know, be asking yourself if you're, am I doing this right? Am I on the right track? Does this feel good? Could I be doing this easier? Could I be spending my time more wisely? Is it time to outsource? Is it time to get some help? You know, all those questions. Well, speaking of where you spend your time, I think what's really helpful for our listeners is truly kind of like getting a bird's eye view or like a fly on the wall kind of view about what your week actually looks like. So you have four hours a day. Can you kind of just walk us through like what you do in that chunk of time every day? Yeah. Do you want like full scope family or you want just business? Just do it all. Just give me the rundown of your morning of what that looks like your whole day. Okay, perfect. Yep. So it's funny. I feel like there is this belief system that when you have kids, mornings have to be really hectic. I I don't want my mornings are so calm and I love it. I don't want anybody like throwing rocks at their computer when they listen to this, but my mornings are fantastic. And the reason why is because In my first year of marriage, my husband and I both worked outside of the home, and I used to wake up two hours before him to shower, pack our lunches, make breakfast, and all of a sudden, I kind of had this light bulb moment of like, this is not a partnership. And so we had a conversation, I mean, like probably in our first six months of marriage, where I was like, it'd be really helpful if we got up at the same time and you can shower first, and then maybe you can go make breakfast while I shower. I know it's not fair. I take longer to get ready, but it'd be really super helpful. And my husband has made breakfast for our family every day since then. That was nine years ago. So he's a dream. First of all, I do recognize he's a dream and he's actually a better cook than me. But so he wakes up first, he makes breakfast. Now our kid, our oldest two are old enough to get themselves dressed. My son is only four. He is not the sharpest tool in the shed and he can get himself dressed and he can walk downstairs by himself. I think a lot of times as moms, we don't give our kids enough credit. My kids then, the first thing they do is unload the dishwasher and take the recycling out. They have chores. I love your family. Thank you. And so (laughs) even my six-year-old, so she just finished kindergarten. Um, She... There's help involved, don't get me wrong, but for the most part, she packs her own lunch for school. So we really raise them to be independent and self-sufficient because if we had to do everything for five humans, our mornings would not be as calm as they are. 
but everybody knows what their responsibility is to get out the door on time and it works. I wear active wear every day. I do not go to the gym every day, but that is, I'm one of those moms. So you can judge <laughs> me away. So it's summer right now, as we are recording this, my daughter happens to be in camp this week, but I'm actually letting her stay home for a real deal summer, which has been super fun. I took her to get her first pedicure last week, just like in the middle of the Wednesday. So there's entrepreneurship for you, like in a nutshell, it's the flexibility. My youngest two go to like a mother's day out. So it is four hours. That is my my four hour work week or work day. That is what works for me. I have a lot of moms that I work with who have their kids home. My youngest stayed home with me for about 14 months. And then because of my the nature of my husband's job, he's literally never home. And so it was kind of more for me than it was for my work to have some help with her. But so they go for four hours a day. So they're gone from 10 to two. That is my work day. I do client calls. I use Zoom. That's when I do all my meetings with people. That's when I would do, you know, some content in Facebook lives. That's when I would service my own clients. So I built my business from home as a freelancer. First, I did primarily social media. Then I got into more marketing strategy. And so now what my business is, is that I teach other people to do the same thing. So, but I do still freelance. So I meet with my own clients. I do a lot of web-based stuff. But for the most part, podcasts, a lot of the talking and visual stuff, I very intentionally schedule into my day when my children are not here. For some people that may not be obvious. So I also try to do what I call like the deep work. So if I have like writing, something that's going to take a lot of concentration, I do that during that time. I pick up my kids at two. Someday we live in Houston. It is hotter than anything you could possibly imagine. So we are in the pool every day. We like to go to the library. My daughter does gymnastics. She did swim team. So we've got the whole mom life activities on the go. So I get that y'all want to tell me you're really busy, but nobody has more activities in a day than I do with three kids. And yet I'm like calm and happy. So it's possible. And then after my kiddos go to bed, I usually get back on the computer. And that's when I do what I call more the mindless work. So I check in on my emails. I check in with my team. Yeah. So just kind of the stuff I could do in front of the TV if I wanted. I could do in bed if I wanted, or I could just not do for the day if I wanted. And as of this summer, I'm actually taking Fridays off. So I have an autoresponder that goes out Friday morning through Sunday. I do not check my emails. I am not available. My team is not available. So yeah, I'm very much like the four hour work week kind of textbook at this point. But yeah, so that's like 16 hours a week during the summer that you're working at multiple six figure business. I love that even though it does sound busy, like it all feels super intentional. Like you decided to make these decisions on a routine basis to help your family run smoothly, to entertain your children, to help them grow in a social environment, to give them the skills they need to survive. Like, I mean, little things like teaching your kids to swim, like I think is a survival skill and it's important. And so I love that that's your life. Like I definitely feel I mean, my level is not that busy at this point. Penny is in like nothing. We're getting into her, her into swim lessons. Is she one? Yeah, How she's she? 17 yeah. months. Yeah, she she did music class and I was like, that's a lot. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if she gets but I older. Say, I will say though, I really appreciate you saying that because, and everybody has their own way to parent and that's, it's beautiful. There's not one way to do it for sure. But kind of like my husband and I have been intentional about, you know, wanting our kids to do chores. We're also intentional about their activities. I do not want to be a chauffeur to my children. So they have one activity each 
per season. Now I did also let Daphne do Girl Scouts, but you know, but they have to make choices. It's not like every time she comes home and says, my new best friend is taking dance. I want to take dance. I'm like, great, let's go sign you up for dance. No, we have to learn how to say no. And we have to teach our children that they have to make choices and prioritize too. So, you know, she's done a few different activities over time, but I make her finish the commitment. And then she has a choice. Would you like to keep doing dance? Would you like to try soccer? What would you like to, you know? And so I think that so much of the things that we do as entrepreneurs or that we should be doing, we also need to teach those lessons to our children because they're not just about business. They really are about life. I mean, I believe. So I think so much of it carries over. And it's, we can ask ourselves that same question as business owners. Do you want to focus on Instagram or do you want to focus on Pinterest? You don't have to do them all and you can't nurture them all and grow them all at the same time. You can maintain them all at the same time, but your focus needs to be on one at a time. It's the exact same thing. Like, where do you want to put your attention? Exactly. Exactly. And I was, you know, this is just, this just goes to show you how not in mom life I am, but I was watching a TV show about a mom. (laughs) (laughs) It counts. It counts. Her son was in softball or I guess baseball, I guess. And he came home and he said, I'm going to go outside and practice. And I was like, I don't remember practicing at like age eight. Like, I mean, I went to practice and I went to my games, but the thought of going outside and like swinging a bat never crossed my mind. And, but it really made me reflect on, we have to make choices to improve our own set of skills. And like that eight-year-old is like doing it. Like that was I mean, really grown up of him to make that decision to go outside and swing a bat. But if we want to grow our businesses, we have to make decisions to practice the things we want to improve. And we have to be intentional about the choices we want to make. And we have to decide we want to be successful business owners. If we want to be busy all the time and floundering, you get to choose that. So like, I mean... Wake up call. Yeah, not deciding is also a choice. Exactly. That's such a good point. Not deciding is also a choice that you are making. And I just want to say, this isn't supposed to be easy. If this were super easy, everybody would already be doing it. Everyone would already be doing it. And so I'm sure you guys encounter that a lot too, but I'll just, some of the comments I'll get from people or or emails that I get, I can just tell that they are looking for me to blow rainbows and unicorns at them. And I'm like, oh, you're not going to make it. I'm really sorry. It's not supposed to be easy to make these decisions. However, if I could you know, we, we learn best by doing, I say that in my community all the time, they get sick of it, but we learn best by doing. So you have to get out there and do it. And it's one of those hindsight is 2020 things. But if I could like infuse something in you, it would be, you have to be willing to fail. Like you have to be willing to try it anyway, to make a decision, even if it's the wrong decision, even if it's the wrong decision. And one example I can give in my business, which this just happened back in March, like this is a new decision. I actually doubled the price of my program, doubled it. I had no proof if it would work. I didn't know if it would flop in my face and ruin my sales for forever and no one would ever buy again. I have a fantastic business coach who could not look at me and say, yeah, this is going to work. No problem. You've got this. No. You know what she said to me? You have to try it. You have to go put it out there and see. And my sales like doubled within a week at double the price. So 
It was a super hard decision. I was super uncomfortable. I was terrified I was going to fail, but I made a decision and I went with it. And you can always change your decision. And that's what my coach said. She's like, if it doesn't work, you change the price back. And I remember though, before making the decision, feeling like that felt like the end of the world. I am here to tell you that is not the end of the world. The end of the world is you sitting there and not doing anything about those goals and dreams that you have in your head. That's the end of the world. You have to start making decisions and just trying. And then I always say, test and tweak, test and tweak, test and tweak, like constant. It doesn't stop, right? Yeah. I always tell our people, we like to put the stress on of one decision in our entire business. Like we give it the weight of it not working. Our entire business is going to fall apart. And it feels that way. I feel that way. It feels that way. It truly does. There are so many things in our own business where I'm like, oh, like pressing the button and you're like, it's all about to either blow up in confetti or smoke. Like it's going to go one way or the other, but like reality being like, it's not. Like it's not, just not. It's just not that dramatic. Mm-hmm. No, it's really not. I was talking to a woman this morning and she was having these doubts about her own business that she had just started. And her husband had literally told her in the last 24 hours, I feel like you've been duped. And I just wanted to like reach through the phone and be like, no, girl, like building a business of any kind. I don't care if it's freelance, if it's building your own dream, if it's even running an MLM. I know a lot of people have negative feelings about that, but truly, regardless of what it is, you have to make intentional decisions to run towards it. You have to try, you have to show up like it's your job. Like I think somebody it is. <laughs> I know. I think even even though we work from home, even though we sit at a quote desk in our office that like looks more like a playground than it does, you know, any sort of sense of professional. I mean, yours looks way more professional than mine, Lauren, but oh, you should see my office. Office slash playroom slash ironing room built in. <laughs> it's an illusion. So, it's an illusion. Giant uh, fig tree. <laughs> it's an illusion. <laughs> it's fake. So yeah. I just wanted to reach through the phone and tell her, like, it's okay. And like you can't let other people doubt your abilities. If you want to make it your job, if you want to run after it, if you want to make it a career, if you want to be proud of what you're doing for your family, you have to decide that this is what you want to do and not let anyone stand in your way. And I've definitely been in the situation where I had people doubt my abilities, where I had people tell me I wasn't good enough, where I had people say that you're just going to end up back in corporate. And I had to tell them no. And I had to tell them I believed in myself more than they believed in me. And by golly, they're all believe me now. So I bet they do. I get a lot of, you know, moms who approach me who are really excited about the prospect of working from home. Maybe they're considering my program. Maybe they want to do it on their own. It doesn't matter. And they're coming to me because they're having a hard time getting their spouse on board. And I always say, you know, it's really more likely that your spouse loves and supports you and is concerned for you, but has a lack of information or a lack of knowledge. It's not that they don't 
think you can do it. They're coming from a place of love. They're scared. They're coming from a place of love though, not of, I think you're horrible and you can't do this. And so what I often tell them though, is just what you said, Abigail, it really is. There are people out there that you're going to have to put your money where your mouth is first, and you're going to have to just start doing it. Do you wish you had their support from the beginning? Of course you do. Would it make it easier? Probably, but you might have to start getting out there and just proving it and looking for those small wins to showing them that it's real and showing them that it's possible before you can get their full-fledged support. And, you know, is that awesome? No, that's not really awesome, but can you still do it? And will it feel pretty sweet? Yeah. And, And if you're like me, that's actually motivating. The fastest way to get Lauren Golden to do something is to tell her that she can't do it. It is, it's the fastest way to get me to do something. So if you can use that fuel instead of you know leaning on it as a crutch, well, I can't do this. My spouse doesn't believe in me. Again, that kind of goes back to excuses. Does it suck? Yeah, it really sucks. Is it an excuse for you not getting started? Yeah, it's an excuse for you not getting started. That's why I tell everyone my hopes and dreams and stuff I want to do because there's crazy. Like they're insane. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, good luck with that one. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, cool. You're on my list to prove wrong. So if you're that type of person, tell everyone. Write it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. I need I need a more visualization. What seat what seat were you in? I was sitting on an airplane, sweating so profusely. I was I was in the aisle. I was nauseated. I was like, if this air doesn't start working immediately, like there's gonna be. Oh, I was like, I was about to lose my mind. I turned to my husband. And I said, By golly, we we are gonna make enough money. We can charter our own jet, and it's gonna be amazing. And he looked. He looked at he looked at me back, and he's like, "Yeah, we are." And I was like, "Yes!" And then that literally twenty four hours later, someone I respect and care about, I was watching her Instagram stories, and she was sitting on a private jet, and I was like, "It's happening!" So yeah, we're all just gonna have to go in together because I hate people, and so if I could be on a plane with no one else, that'd be great. That is amazing. And it it actually is a really good segue into something that's probably been on my mind a lot lately in my own business. And it's something I talked about with my group coaching students this week too, is like manifesting your reality. I'm not super woo-woo by nature. I'm like very math science. I'm pretty grounded. I like my logic. I will say the more successful I have become in business, the more woo-woo I have become. It is the strangest thing. And I'm sure you guys can relate to this too. I am quite literally not the same person that I was six months ago. I mean, it's it's almost terrifying. Are, have you, are you into the crystal realm yet? Not yet. Are you going oh, to introduce me? <laughs> you just wait. Okay. There are crystals in Uh-oh. this bottle. Abigail. Just yeah, that I rolled on before our chat. Okay, Listen. Well, we will take this to the next level here shortly. <laughs> But what I will say is to bring it back to the logic side of woo-woo, there actually is science behind it. And and you can convince your brain what you want your reality to look like. And so anybody who's out there who's listening, who's like, maybe you're just in a dark place right now. Like maybe you've been at this for a while. You know, you are just, you're struggling. You are thinking about throwing in the towel, whatever. I really need you to dig deep right now, like real deep. And you're going to have to work on your mindset because 
your mindset will be 95% of this whole game, not your services, not your marketing, not anything else that you offer. It's going to be if your head is in the game and in the game in the right spot. And like I said, it it is woo-woo. There are crystals and all these things you can do, but it, it also is science. And if you are telling yourself you can't do something, if you're telling yourself those stories about, well, why would someone hire me? I'm brand new. Why would someone hire me? That person does it so much better. You know, all these stories that we tell ourselves at every stage of the game, if that's where your energy is going, you're going to be climbing a really, really steep mountain, really steep. Well, I had this woman tell me the other day, she's like, oh, I worked in corporate for 20 years and now I want to work for myself, but I feel like I'm starting over. And I'm like, no, you're not. I said, you have 20 years of experience. What I would give for 20 years of experience? Like, obviously I'll just give another 10 years and then I'll be there. So it'll be fine. (laughs) But she just felt like she had to start back at square zero and you get to take your life with you into your work. And I, if I could just tell people like all of those things, whether it's volunteer work or whether it's something you used to do in corporate or, or whether it's your just house. that you're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say, stay at home moms. I hear this all the time. I've been, I've been home for the last five years. I don't have oh, any honey, skills. Please. <laughs> honey, please. If you're a hostage yeah. negotiator, you're like, yes, everything. Let's head into talk strategy to me. And outside of the take five, what is it? Give five, give five. Daily five. Well, high five. (laughs) Outside of that, what are some other kind of tactical things that people can start to uh, reframe about their day or their week so they can find the pockets of time to progress in their life and business? Yeah. So I use the daily five in conjunction with time blocking. I do not know what you guys teach about time management. So I know you guys are like Trello bosses, which is fabulous, but I use time blocking like a boss. So you've already heard my chunks of time are when my kids are at school and when my kids are asleep. So I've got, you know, kind of my four hours during the day, one or two hours at night optional. And I time block that time. So I can always, because I know what's on my daily five, I know those most important things that I have to do to move my business forward. I actually schedule those out in time blocks. I would say the key to be successful in time blocking Well, it's a couple things. One, knowing your priorities, but also one big mistake that I see people making is not giving themselves enough time to do something or like over scheduling. And so really just, there is going to be a learning curve, like with anything. So start paying attention, use like a toggle or a free like time watch clock timer thing and, and see how long it actually takes you to do certain things so that you can get better at it. Because just like anything that you're doing in your business for your clients, managing your time is a skill, which means that you can get better at it. So, But you have to actually start doing that. So use the daily five in conjunction with time blocking for sure. And then I would also just really reemphasize what we talked about at the beginning of this is you need to start saying no more to things that are not serving you and your goals. And then use that time. Don't waste it. That time that you're getting back, don't waste it. So how are you going to spend it? What are those most productive things that are going to move you forward? 
I love that. Well, how about you tell everyone where they can hang out with you online and learn more about what you've got going on? Absolutely. So hang out with me online in my Facebook group. It's almost as good as the TCC Facebook group, but you can find us at the Free Mama Movement on Facebook. Uh, You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Lauren Golden Free Mama. And for anybody who's interested in starting a freelancing business, you can learn all about my world and what I teach at thefreemamamovement.com. Thank you so much, Lauren. This was so helpful. You are so welcome. And for uh, sorry, I almost forgot. For anybody who wants to download the guide, you can get that at thefreemama.com slash the daily five. Awesome. Thank you. High yeah. five, daily five, take High five, five, you know, daily just five. try a different just version. Get it done. Get it. That's what it's about. <laughs> get it done. <laughs> Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.